Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness counselor, a 500-hour yoga teacher, as well as just a seasonal living mama. And I am so excited to share a little bit of the behind the scenes of writing my second book. So if you would have told me, you know, even 10 years ago, you're going to write two books in the next 10 years, I would have thought you were joking. Um, you know, honestly, I, I never saw myself, I guess, writing a book. If any, I thought maybe a, a fictional book. I had a great little chapter book that I started writing when I was younger, a mystery series. And I had just read it when I was going through some of my old stuff and it actually is pretty good. Um, so I thought maybe I would continue on with a little mystery series um, because I am a reader. I love to read. I've been a reader, you know, since I was a little girl, I always like to read before bed and I've read 52 books um, a couple times in my life um, during a year span. And I just really felt called to write this second book a little sooner than expected. Um, it was one that really kind of fell into my lap and I'll explain a little bit more of how that all came to be. But this book really is setting up the foundations for the menstrual cycle according to Ayurveda. And really, I wrote this or I picked this as a topic because what I was finding when I was trying to find research and when I tried to share information online and in my programs, I really had to kind of piecemeal things together. I had to go through several different books, several different authors to find um, kind of the broader picture of the menstrual cycle according to Ayurveda. And so I thought, you know what, let me combine all this information that I'm doing and the research I'm doing into one easy to read book and um, way for you to kind of heal your menstrual cycle. So this book really probably could have been released before my first book um, because it's the foundation to Ayurveda and what it says about the menstrual cycle. And it does have a different take than the West, you know, and Ayurveda, we really are about getting to the root cause and um, looking down, why are we having PMS? And we we see things differently, you know, more in the terms of the doshas and what elements are really acting up um, depending on what, what your needs are. And so that's where we kind of dive into the deep, rich history of Ayurveda. And so I give you the background of that in the first couple chapters. So if you know nothing about Ayurveda, you still will be able to understand um, the principles of this book. And I will talk more about that with the editor that I picked and it worked out perfect for the beginner's eyes. How do I understand this? How do I comprehend often a topic that can be feel very vast and it can feel overwhelming. I've read a few books. Um, David Frowley comes to mind. That was often one that was recommended during yoga teacher trainings and his books. I understand them now, but when I first started reading them, I didn't know anything about Ayurveda and I didn't understand what he was saying. It went really, you know, way over my head. Now, you know, as a practitioner, I understand it, but I wouldn't recommend that for a beginner. You know, it's a really, it's a really heady topic. And if you don't understand exactly what Ayurveda is, um, often some of the practices in there can go over your head. So my goal with this book is to make it easy for everyone to understand, no matter their level. Plus, I have some more in-depth information in there that, you know, I learned not necessarily in a yoga teacher training, but there's stuff that I think that yoga teachers should know about Ayurveda. And so if you are a yoga teacher, it gives you a little bit more um, richer history of Ayurveda and stuff that you can pull from. Because sometimes when I hear, you know, teachers talking about Ayurveda in class, you know, it can be stuff that can confuse the students. And then when they come to me, they're not quite exactly sure how I can help or what Ayurveda actually does. So that is something that, um, I think I really intended when I wrote this book was to 
to hit all levels and to hit all cylinders. So let's dive into the second book. So if you're, if you're brand new, the second book, it's called Ayurvedic Approach to Healing Your Menstrual Cycle. And my first book was called Divine Body Wisdom, a cyclical um, approach to living aligned life. And that one has more practices. So that has practices that you can do seasonally or according to your menstrual cycle. So I have five practices for every menstrual cycle phase under a season. So I I wrote that, you know, with the intention for my clients who are already in menopause or past menopause, they can read it too. So they can just dive into it and say, what's a seasonal practice I can do today. And then they just open up the book and pick one. Or if you really want to get, you know, super granular with it, you know, you would say, Hey, I'm in the follicular phase. It's summer. What are practices I can do? So I really wrote that with the intention with that book. So it really goes hand in hand kind of with this book. This is a great, Hey, here's the background information. And then here are practices that I can do. So with this writing process, you know, it really came about because I was dumped, you know, I didn't think I would write a second book again this fast, but I was approached by a company and, um, they had signed me onto a contract to write this book for them. And they had done, it's a a research company where they looked ahead and they projected what topics are going to be on trend in X amount of months. So basically you have, I think it was three months to write this book. So, um, that was what originally got me going. So I had started writing the book. I was half done with it when, um, I got dumped and they said, Hey, you know, your book topic is no longer to be trending in February when they were going to expecting to release it. And, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to dump the book. They still pay you for half, but, um, you know, I already had all this content written. So you have to basically sit on the content because you're not supposed to do anything with it for two years because that's what you signed in the contract. Well, I already had the writing bug, I guess, from, you know, writing those first initial chapters. Plus I didn't fully agree with the direction they were taking the book legally. I'm not, I'm not going to share what the book was about yet. You know, maybe in a couple of years, I don't want to have anything, a breach of contract there. Um, But there was some areas of it that I didn't necessarily agree that they were putting in. I thought they were kind of topics that weren't relevant to today's world for most people. So um, that book was shelved. Now I was like, well, I feel like I should write kind of a continuation to what I did with the first book and really dive deeper into the menstrual cycle. And so that's kind of where that book idea came into play, you know, cause my husband said, well, you're already doing this writing process. Do you just want to write something else? And so I said, well, if I'm going to write something, I think that's the book that's coming through to me. And so, um, I actually just got a letter, um, the other day from a class action lawsuit and they were suing this company that signed me to this book. So I think I'm already in the lawsuit because I was one of the people they had signed. Um, I guess they had a CEO change and they dumped a whole bunch of books, but I guess it wasn't legal. However they did it, it wasn't legal. So they're having some behind the scenes issues at their company. Plus I went on to Reddit, um, just kind of Googled this to see if this was legit, what's going on with this. And there were so many authors who had the same issue. Only some people went all the way through and wrote the entire book and then just had to sit on it. Um, and I'm not a Reddit member, so I didn't respond, but I wanted to tell him, Hey, just wait two years. And since you already have the book, just self-publish, you know, just to let people know that, Hey, you have the power. Those are your words. You just got to wait a couple of years rather than letting them. Cause they were like, maybe I'll wait until they come back around. Well, rather than waiting on them, you know, why don't you just take the power to yourself and just, you know, self-publish. And that's, that's what I kind of decided to do, but not with that book. Maybe I'll write that book actually in a couple of years, once um, you know, legally I can, cause I, again, I already have a good chunk of it written, but, 
um, for now, this is the book that's coming out. So that's kind of my, my main thing. And this time around, I didn't have a book coach with divine body wisdom. You know, I hired Eleanor Cheatham. I was in one of her coaching programs, group coaching program about writing books with again, no intention of writing a book, but maybe if I wanted to in the future. And then, um, she offered people if they had a book idea in them to stay on as, you know, hire her as a one-on-one coach, which I did because I had that idea come through for divine body wisdom. And then she really walked me through the process. Like she had it all mapped out. I would have had no idea what to do now this time around. I didn't, I don't necessarily need a coach or an accountability partner because I'm pretty good with like, I am going to get this done. I'm going to get it done. Like I, that's just the pit of nature in me. I set deadlines for myself. I will, I will do them. I will achieve them. And, um, I didn't need that, that handhold from that end. I also didn't need it from here are the steps. I knew that I would have to hire an editor. I knew I'd have to find someone to format it or do it myself. Um, I'd have to have the book cover done. I would have to have a barcode for the back of the book. All of these things were things that I knew I would need to do as well as the sales end of things, because Eleanor had taught me, you know, how to go about the process. And so I used a lot of that. Plus I had a tight deadline of, I wanted to finish writing by the time my son was born, which was in February. So I had a tight deadline of here's when the writing needed to be done. I wanted to send it off to an editor while I was on maternity leave. So the editing could get done and I could really move forward for the next steps after the editing was done. So that personally was super helpful for me to have those kind of strict deadlines And then, you know, have those goals of like, this is when this X, Y, Z needs to happen. I also did a lot more research for this book, just because this is a very non-fictional, here is what Ayurveda says. Here's what ancient text says. Here's what some of the healers that are, have been around and like Dr. Vasant Ladd and his textbooks. So I really did, you know, go through a lot of the information to find what do they say? And then how do I combine this with my own wisdom? that I've learned through the years from, you know, either attending workshops or, you know, going through my own schooling. So after that was all done, I, you know, had to find an editor and ironically an editor kind of landed into my lap because she was one of my clients. Um, you know, shout out to Michelle Sharp of the meet the Minnesota makers. So if you're local, I would highly recommend checking out her work to find really great, um, local Minnesota, uh, you know, food people, people who have their own small businesses. She does a really good job of shouting out that. And I knew she also had, you know, she had edited some um, nonfiction books when she was in college, she had said, and I just asked her, I said, Hey, would you be interested in doing this for me? Um, Of course I pay you. And she said, yes. So she had just started her own business at the time. So that didn't hurt as well. So it was great timing on all fronts. And so she was able to get that edited for me. She did a wonderful job. I told her, I wish I would have um, sent her my first book because she did, she did a good job of looking through the information and saying, I don't know what this means. Because again, Ayurveda, she knows a little bit about it, but she's not as, you know, she doesn't know it as much as me. She's not an Ayurvedic wellness counselor. So she doesn't know the the little things that I do. And so I didn't want to write over people's head. I didn't want it to be where they were constantly needing to look things up or just blow by a section because they didn't understand it. And so that was really helpful to me um, to have her go through it and write, expand this. What does this mean? Who would care about this? Just so I could really um, have those sections nailed down. So I'm really grateful for her for the work that she did there. And then next, I needed to uh, have the book formatted and to have a cover. So I could have potentially done it myself, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to learn the software. It was Adobe. I could have done it the first time around. And again, I I paid Eleanor to do it because I didn't want to, I looked at it. I I bought it for a month and thought this is going to take me forever to learn. 
So I decided, you know what, I'm going to look at Fiverr, see if I can find someone who might be a fit. And, um, I actually found Aisha who was wonderful. I tagged her in my um, blog post about this in case anyone's wondering, but she was a gem. Um, I've heard horror stories of people having bad experiences, but she, I didn't have any bad experience. You know, I sent her a copy of my first book cover and said, I would like my second book cover to have a similar feel, but just slightly different. So I can see that they're different. And I thought she really nailed it. Um, she also did a great job with the formatting. I'm very pleased with the formatting of this book. You know, I might actually send her my first book if I do some reprints and have her format the first book, um, to be similar to this one. Cause I think it's really easy to read. She did a great job of highlighting sections and, um, just did a really good job. It's easy. It's easy to find. I put an index in it this time. I put table of contents and some things that to make it easier to find some of the practices that I suggest to do. So I'm very pleased with how that all came out. Now wrapping up with sales. So this piece, I'm going to be honest, I didn't spend a ton of time on it, which that's not great. Cause that's the whole point of writing a book. You want people to buy it and to know about it. And with divine body wisdom, I really had a nice runway. I had things planned out and mapped out because Eleanor really had, had me working on that. So this time around, um, you know, I'm sharing about it, obviously right now on the podcast, talking about the behind the scenes, um, I've shared a little bit about Instagram and in my newsletter, and then I got to get better at, you know, putting it back onto Pinterest and, um, all of those things. So really right now I'm running free shipping now through August 18th, if you order, and then you just enter the word cycle at checkout. And then also if you order before August 18th, you're going to get the five day seasonal Ayurvedic challenge that I'm running, um, in September, you get it for free instead of, uh, the $99 that it's going to be. So that's going to be kind of my two initiatives for, I guess, sales in a sense. Um, and I, I really, really have room for improvement here. So I'm working on, I'm working on the sales side of things because obviously that calls into account the profit. So last book, my divine body wisdom, that one is at a pure profit rate. Now I've already sold enough books where everything now is just pure profit. This book is not, um, I have, I actually haven't even calculated how many I would need to sell to make it profitable. It's going to be less than my first book because, um, I, I just didn't, I didn't have a book coach, which was a big chunk of, um, change for me the last time. And this time I don't have that. I just have, you know, my Michelle and Aisha that I paid for their work. Um, I think that's about it for this book that I had. Yeah. Besides just really, if you think about your own time to write it. So besides that, that's, I don't have, you know, it's a much lower barrier to entry for cost wise. Now, the same thing I talked about the first time with Amazon, do you put it on Amazon or not? And I am not this first round, uh, just because how do people find you typically on a small audience like myself, they're just going to come directly to me. They're going to hear about me through my website. They're going to hear about me, um, on social media. Now, I'm thinking about putting divine body wisdom on there, but you also lose some of the profit then. So you're, it's going to cut into your profit margin, but because that book is already at pure profit level for me, I feel comfortable with putting that one on there. I don't quite yet with this one, just because I don't know how much I'd have to see how much money Amazon takes. I don't remember the percentage that it was a couple of years ago. I'm sure it's probably more now. Plus, I think I still have to house the books and send them out myself. So there's little things that I have to look into, um, you know, to sell on Amazon. So all of those things, you know, if you're a small business, those are things that you're kind of thinking about, where do you want to sell them? Um, and then again, it's like, do you want to put it on Amazon? Because it's a huge conglomerate of an organization and maybe you don't, but a lot of, it's really easy for people to find books on Amazon. 
But then with the flip side of that, how are people going to find your book? Um, you know, it's typically with a smaller audience, it's through you directly. They're not going to necessarily go on there and, um, you know, magically your book will pop up, especially if it's a topic they have hundreds of other authors written about. Um, I also have my book written, it's at my Green Lotus yoga studio. So it's being sold there. And I have actually sold um, a handful of copies in studio there. I will also be at the um, River Valley Yoga Festival and I'm going to be doing an author talk there and I'll have both of my books there in case you do want to save on shipping. Um, No shipping cost, obviously you just get it directly from me and I will hand it right over to you. So I will be there selling the book. And that really is my only sales, I guess, for the book in, you know, right now. I will say if people are kind of wondering too, like, oh, do you still sell some of Divine Body Wisdom? How does that sell on your website? And it does, you know, I honestly, I will say, cause I just started tracking that. I'm like, I should really be tracking how many books I sell a month. And it's not a ton, you know, it's between one and five every month, which is I think pretty good. So it just kind of is a trickle in sale and it's me not necessarily marketing, um, that I have the book sitting there. So if you are someone who's like, should I write a book? How does this work? You know, if it's on your website and people find you, it's a nice low barrier to entry to people getting to know you as well and getting to know your work. Um, you know, because books are a lower cost item and they're a physical item. So you get them directly into your hands and they can kind of see what, what your work is all about. So that would be something that I have found useful just to have it there as a lower product, um, idea for people who want to get to know what is Andrea Claus and what is her brand about? How does she go about teaching people and working with people? All right. Well, that is really all I have, um, you know, about the book writing process the second time. Again, it was similar. I would recommend working with a coach for that first book if you are really new to the process. Because again, like I said, with that IBSN number, um, this time Aisha was able to get it for me. Uh, last time Eleanor could not because she was she was in England. Although I think Aisha is in Pakistan. So I don't know how that worked, but maybe Fiverr has a different way of working with it. Um, but Eleanor would have had to pay more, or I would have had to pay her more to get it because of the different locations in the country. So that is something to pay attention to as well. And that's just the book scanny thing. So if you do have an in-store, they need to be able to have that ISBN number um, so they can scan it when they sell it. So like at my yoga studio, they just type in that number to enter that they sold a copy of it. So that is why um, books need that at the, at the back. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's really like, Hey, I got to write the back of my book. I think that's sometimes the hardest, like the book summary at the back of the book. What are you going to write there? Um, and maybe even like the naming and picking the right cover, all of it feels kind of overwhelming at first, but then you just kind of say, all right, I'm going to trust my gut. This is it. This is what's coming through. Well, I just want to, you know, end with saying, thank you. You know, thank you. If you've ordered either one of my books, if you've ordered both of them, it really, really, really means a ton from a small business owner. I mean, this is where our heart and soul goes into these things. And, you know, the intention is to help you and to help, you know, help you heal your menstrual cycle. Really, that's the essence of both of my books. And, um, you know, we don't earn millions of dollars from selling books. You know, when I say it's profitable, I'm saying maybe a couple hundred dollars you've earned. It's not like, oh, I've earned a thousand dollars. It's not, we're not quite talking that much money. Um, we're talking a couple hundred at this point. Um, so it really is just kind of something where it's a labor of love. We, we do this because we want to help you. And uh, I really want to share the Ayurvedic wisdom with as many people as wants to hear it and breaking it down in simpler terms, because sometimes I have found that, you know, 
when you try to learn it all, it gets overwhelming and I'm really trying to keep it. Um, so everyone can understand and it can really be everyday Ayurvedic wisdom, you know, for people who are busy, who have a nine to five, who have kids who are rushing from one thing to the next, how can we make this simple? How can you implement these practices into your lives? All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.